0: MIDI clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. Ninety-one percent of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. and You know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun. with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life.
0: No purchase necessary, Void prohibited by loss.
1: Episode 24 of the podcast, and this week we talk about the rollout of smart contracts on Cardano. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Learn Cardano Podcast, the podcast where we break down all the ins and outs of Cardano so that you can maybe one day write your own smart contract on Cardano. Yeah, that's right. I'm your host, Peter Bewey, and this week we'll be talking all about what's going on in the space around the Cardano community and on the Cardano development side of things so that you know exactly what's in store over the next week as smart contracts are rolled out on the main net. Yep, so we're at that point in time where smart contracts are coming to Cardano. I have a whole bunch of new stories that I'll be going through this week, as well as an update in the Cardano NFT space. So let's get into the news for this week. As of today, the release of this podcast episode on the, what is the date? 8th of September, we have finally gotten the, the final push and go ahead from IOHK. They have submitted their proposal for Cardano mainnet to trigger the hard fork combinator event on Sunday. So that's on the 12th of September. So this is the final step, the final leg before smart contracts is rolled out onto the mainnet. So it's almost there where we're just a few days away, five days away to be exact, before that comes into play. Now, before this happens, there's a whole bunch of things that we really have to do to make sure that everything is up and ready and going to work when smart contracts is released. The very first step is to actually upgrade all the network, the nodes that are running Kadana itself. So that's the, all the stake pool operators out there. They need to make sure that all of the network is upgraded to the latest version of the particular network, network code that we're running. At the moment, the entire network isn't running the latest version and there's still a large percentage that needs to get through and updating the last bits of it. I'm sure they'll get there fairly soon. But we can also see if you look on PoolTools.io and you look under network health, there are some pools that are running really old versions of the Cardano node and Cardano CLI. They're running versions all the way back from earlier this year when the Mary Hard fork just happened. So it's, they're missing quite a bit of steps in regards to uh, some of the upgrades of the pools. But don't worry, our stake pool is all upgraded. All the pools that I network with as well in the Cardano ecosystem, are also upgraded as well. So it's, it's mainly the core ones that are upgraded and all working fine. So I believe this hard fork should be good and all ready to go. Now, if you're monitoring the news and looking at what's going on in the Kadona ecosystem at the moment, you would have seen the news that a lot of the DEXs, decentralized exchanges, had finally gotten their hands on Testnet and were able to deploy their smart contracts on Testnet and test them out with their user base. MinSwap, now I I don't wanna say that uh, they did this incorrectly or poorly, but uh, MinSwap were the first ones out to put their decks on testnet and let their users play around with it. This was because they do have an an incentivized testnet where users that test out their platform and give feedback will be rewarded in MinSwap tokens. So it's it was in their best interest to get this out so that users can provide feedback. So that's, that's the way it works. Now, the problem here was they came into the concurrency issue where only one user at a time could execute the smart contract. So what we saw here was the issue around concurrency and the UTX model, the unspent transaction output model of how Cardano works and also how Bitcoin works. But that wasn't displayed to be working within their decks. So it's something that they perhaps haven't uh, fully finished in terms of engineering for their solution. And this is one big problem that had to be solved to be able to work effectively on the Cardano blockchain. They, every dex every application out there has to be able to concurrently execute smart contracts to be able to fit that that transaction from the executed smart contract into a block in the blockchain so this is a concurrency issue it has been around for quite a while uh, i believe the last 6 months from the reading and material that i've been absorbing and multiple other projects have solved this issue Projects such as Occam have released blog posts talking about their potential solution and how they're working around it and also explaining what concurrency is. I highly recommend if you don't understand the issue here that you check out that blog post. Links in the show notes in the description here on the YouTube if you're listening there and you can get a better understanding of what the concurrency issue is and what engineers have to do to get around this particular issue. So, Occam is one project that has announced that they have some sort of solution around it. Sunday Swap also came out and said that they do also have a solution. And when they release their version of their decks in October, late October, I believe, and that will demonstrate how they've gotten around that concurrency issue. Now, Maladex is another one. And I've also spoken to the ViFi team, and they've also mentioned that they do have a solution. They've just got to implement it now to get it all working. So when smart contracts release, we're not going to see a whole bunch of projects launching at the same time when smart contracts rolls over on the 12th of September. We will see maybe a couple of small projects or a couple of small smart contracts roll out. But a lot of these big, larger, complex, decentralized exchanges, I I don't think we'll see them straight off the bat. So it's going to take a little bit more time before we see those ones come into the Cardano ecosystem. MinSwap have put out a Medium post about their experience launching their decentralized exchange on Testnet. And it goes through their experience, what they're expecting. And essentially, they are wanting the community, the Cardano community, other developers, other smart contract developers, to combine their efforts to publish and solve this issue. Now, a lot of the other projects that have mentioned that they do have some sort of solution are holding on to these trade secrets at this point in time. It's highly advantageous not to actually put this code out. And I completely understand these Haskell devs, these Plutus devs have been working and working to understand the code, how things are going to work. They've invested, some of these devs have invested their whole lives into working with Haskell and functional programming. And to just publish all this code out early uh, or too early can be detrimental to the projects that they're working on. Someone else would see the code, manipulate it and iterate on it and with a stronger marketing team or a stronger uh, investment be able to push out their decks harder first and be the first mover. So not only would they be able to have a working solution for this concurrency issue, they also have the marketing power to push out their DEX. And, and that, that could destroy the original creator's uh, solution, or well, not their solution, but their, their attempt to create a DEX. So these DEXs are, are competing at the moment with their trade secrets to try and be the first ones out there with a working solution on the Cardano blockchain. So it, I'm not surprised we're not seeing open source code at this point in time. I'm really hoping that when these projects are launched that we do see the release of some of these smart contracts or parts of it at least so we can kind of understand how they work and will open up the community for more collaborative work it would be really cool to see i know it will happen it just isn't happening right now at this point in time now the other major thing that's been happening is the nft scene the kadano nft scene has been going absolutely crazy over the last week, we saw the Coco Loco launch. The Cardano City drop has finally happened as well. And Ethios AI, Ethos, Ethios. I've no idea how to pronounce that, but that was also released. And it, they all created huge amounts of transactions on the Cardano blockchain. So as a stake pool operator, I do watch the blocks that come in. So from time to time, would mint a block. And some of these blocks that we mint are tiny. In fact, they're so tiny that they have absolutely no transactions in them. So we don't get any of the rewards from that particular block because it doesn't have any transactions in it. So we don't get any of the transaction fees. And that's totally cool because you know, that's how the blockchain works. If there's transactions at that point in time when we're minting a block, then obviously we get the transactions. But if there isn't, then we don't get anything. But what we're seeing right now is bigger and bigger blocks. Just following a couple of stake pools on Twitter, they're they're looking and monitoring their block sizes as well. And some of these blocks are getting huge, like 55 transactions per block. So that's like 55 different people buying NFTs or interacting with the blockchain at that point in time. So at that 20 second slot. So that's a lot for Cardano. That's been a lot more than what it has been in a long time. Now I've got this link to a Google Google data studio where we can see some of the insights from the Cardano blockchain. And I've put a link to that on the show notes. So check it out. We can see exactly how many transactions are happening per day and how many fees are being collected in USD per day as well. And I'll just read out this latest one here. I'll just look at it from a low point. so. On the 2nd of July this year, 2021, it was doing about 23,000, 24,000 transactions per day. Now, just yesterday, let me just get the date on this graph, the 7th of September, it did 115,000 transactions in that day. That's a massive growth from its low point back in June. Uh, And this is from when the data set was collected. So they started collecting data from the end of March till uh, this. Current point in time. And we can see the amount of transactions is just growing hugely. And it kind of ebbs and flows and goes with the, the trends in the bull market as well. So, you know, when the price of ADA goes up, everyone gets excited and people are interacting with blockchain. They're moving their ADA around to different stake pools or whatever it might be. So we can see the correlation there. Now I'm just speculating what might have driven today's huge increase of transactions, that uh, 115,000 transactions for today. And I, sa- I think it's a combination of things. Firstly, a huge combination of the NFTs that are being sold in the marketplace at the moment. So CNFT.io is selling a huge amount of NFTs and trading a huge amount of NF- NFTs at the moment. So that is one reason why the transactions are really high. The second is This massive crash that has happened today, it's uh, I think ADA's down 13%, so is Bitcoin's down 10%, Ethereum's down 11%, and it seems like there's a little bit of market manipulation happening at the moment. So these these big whales are dumping crypto assets onto the exchanges, waiting for the uh, stop losses of various other traders to trigger and drive that price down a little bit lower so they can just buy back in for a lower price. That, that's what it seems to be happening. We, we found a Twitter tweet from uh, Cardano Whale Ada Whale, and it said that he was monitoring what was going on with the blockchain and 17 million ADA was dumped in one go onto exchanges. So that's quite an interesting move. That's a lot of liquidity that's moving out and being triggered uh, for sale. And, of course, that triggered a whole bunch of uh, interactions with the blockchain panic selling, et cetera, et cetera. So that could have also attributed to that huge increase of transactions today. Now, along with that, we also see the increase of transaction fees and how much is being collected on this particular point in time. And the last amount that I'm looking at here is 68, 000, or 60, 68,500 USD in terms of transactions being distributed today just on the blockchain. So that's that's a huge increase. And we'll just go back to that date, the 2nd of June, and I'll just check out what that was. On the 2nd of June, we had approximately 15,000, 15 or 16,000 USD transacted that day in terms of transaction fees. So again, huge difference, correlates with the peaks and troughs of the market. All right, so I digressed a little bit. I was talking about NFTs and I talked about, moved over to transactions and transaction fees. How boring. Anyway. The Coco Loco project launched over the weekend, and wow, this, this is quite a story behind this. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but from what I understood, Crypto Dan's Coco Loco drop went southwards pretty quickly. I, I don't want to speculate or spread misinformation about it but hopefully we do hear a statement from the team and get a better understanding of what's going on. If anyone knows anything about it, please let me know. Reach out in the show notes and leave a comment. Let me know what what actually happened. Reach me on Twitter or even in the comments on the YouTube video. Just post links to whatever you can find in regards to what happened. I'd love to find out. It sounded like the community absolutely lost their minds in regards to the drop and how it was being handled. Uh, Fingers crossed this is all rectified and I even heard that people were going to get a refund from the drop and whatever they paid, that's fine. They'll get their ADA back. So hopefully that happens. I also hope that it doesn't leave a sour taste in everyone's mouth in regards to NFTs on the Cardano ecosystem. I'm sure there were just some teething issues with how this one was done. Maybe bots got in and bought everything early or uh, there was a lot of excessive demand that took the website down. So hopefully, you know, we can all learn from these mistakes or, uh, or these issues that have arisen. I shouldn't say mistakes. The, these issues that came up. I know from my line of work, we do a lot of infrastructure scaling for our clients one of our clients had uh, their website go down once due to a really big press release that went out. So we had to scale up their servers to handle uh, 10,000 concurrent users per second. Uh, so, you know, that, that's huge. That, that's a huge amount of traffic. So when they were doing announcement for a particular reason, the media was all there and it, it's, it wasn't a small amount of it. it was huge. The whole nation of Australia was watching this particular news announcement. And as soon as the announcement went out, they knew that their website would have gone down based on the current infrastructure that they had. So we scaled that out and uh, offloaded a lot of the resources off to uh, content delivery networks and multiple different servers, multiple different uh, databases, so that the website could handle it. So, in regards to this same situation with these NFT drops when they get really big, you got to think about how that's going to be handled and how the best approach is to be able to handle this amount of traffic, one, for hitting the site, and two, hitting the blockchain to be able to mint these NFTs on the fly. Now, another project that launched over the last week was that Ethos AI. I swear I will get that right. I do have William from the project coming on for an interview. I, 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 I honestly swear I will get that right. But their minting method was quite quite nice and very smooth i don't know the details about it but it seems like all the minting was queued in a database and was slowly minted as that queue was processed so that way they could process a certain amount of nfts in a particular amount of time so let's say their server limits were maybe uh, 20 per minute so they'll build up that queue store in a database this is just what i suspect they did they'll store up that queue and store it in a database, and then slowly mint at the maximum capacity that they could. And uh, people were distributed their tokens over a period of time. So I bought a whole bunch of their NFTs right after saying I wouldn't buy any, but I bought a whole bunch of their NFTs, and it took a varied amount of time to actually receive them back. So I'd i uh, put in I'll put in twenty eight ADA to this particular address. That address would have picked up the order. And then processed my nft eventually when it went through the queue and then distributed back to my uh, address so it it was a nice way of doing it it was absolutely smooth i did hear rumors that i was maxing out all the Cardano network so so it, it still it still was quite rough but um it was it handled it quite well and i and and just looking at the community that was developed and drove around this project it looks like there were absolutely no complaints and it was a very very smooth NFT drop. So I congratulate William and Linda, Linda Rowland, CryptoFly777, who were working on that project to deliver uh, hats off to you. It's uh, very nice to see that happen. Now the last project, the other one that I mentioned, Cardano City, that finally dropped and we finally understood what was going on with this project. So to describe Cardano City, it's essentially little pictures of this character Mika's apartment. And based on rarities and variables in their minting policy, when you mint one of these apartment blocks, you'll see different things in it. So you'll get decorative items that adorn her apartment or she's sitting in different positions of the apartment and you can see more of her, the character. And depending on what you get in that particular apartment, the apartment is considered more rare that more rare than others but the problem is some of these items in the apartment had legal issues yes that's right so kadano kids is featured within these nfts the kadano city nfts and and kadano kids did a whole series of artwork posters and cards uh, that revolved around uh, particular members of the Cardano community. So you could see uh, all their artwork within the Kadono City NFTs. Now they were used as a rarity product in the NFT. So some NFTs were more valuable based on what artworks were appearing in there. So these Cardano kids NFTs were appearing and they were considered a little bit more rare. And apparently from what we can see and tell, they didn't really communicate this too well with the Cardano kids team. And they are now in a legal battle over its usage of their artwork within their NFTs. Uh, so, you know, it, it, this sounds like a very sticky situation. I'm pretty sure they will come to some sort of agreement in regards to solving this and, and moving on. But this is something that, you know, you should probably be aware of. If you are thinking about doing a Cardano drop, a Cardano NFT drop, I should say, think about how it's going to be delivered. (laughs) This is really important. It's the entire user experience in how the collection is distributed to the people that are wanting it. So marketing the thing, driving up interest, you know, that's one thing. But then once you get that interest and you have 10,000 potential buyers wanting these NFTs, You're going to have to deliver that in the best way possible. And the minting policy, how it's going to be done, how the community is going to resell these NFTs afterwards, they all need to be thought about. And then, last but not least, depending on what you're producing in regards to the NFT, think about the legalities. (laughs) There's there's so many aspects behind that. In this case, the Cardano kids weren't really. Communicated to properly in regards to what was going to happen with the NFTs for Cardano City. And I'm sure there are other projects out there that were bridging and edging on copyright issues. Now, we have thought about doing our own NFTs for our stake pool. So we were thinking about creating NFTs from some of the artwork that we do, uh, the photographic artwork where we post landscapes of Australia when we do a epoch roundup so at the end of every epoch we do this little roundup we have this little picture and we give the stats so that all of our delegates know exactly how the pool is going so i haven't done this that this epoch i've got to get to it but we were thinking about getting the photos together and creating nfts and distributing it to random random delegates for our pool and you know that's a pretty cool idea just that some of these images that we're using are stock photography images and don't have this kind of commercial license. We had to use it on a website or something and reference the image and the image author. But we can't do that as an NFT. Well, we sort of can. Maybe we can put it in the metadata, but I don't think we have the right licenses for it. Anyway, the important thing is if you're going to do an NFT, make sure you get the licensing right. The licensing and the uh, copyright permission to actually use the images that you're doing. If you're creating something completely original for yourself, totally cool. You should be totally fine there. Just make sure the way that you distribute it is a really nice and easy way and nice user experience. All right. That is it for news for this week. I swear that's that's more than enough. It is going to be a very interesting week with smart contracts coming up and the Cardano su- and the Cardano Summit just around the corner as well. So a lot of things happening right now for the months of September. It's gonna be quite action-packed, very exciting. I'm excited. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna lose some sleep over the next few days. We're organizing the Cardano Mini Summit here in Brisbane. So if you are in Australia and you can possibly come to Brisbane, or if you're in the Brisbane region and you absolutely love Cardano, please make sure you check out the links in the show notes where you can find out more information about how you can attend this in-person meetup. Now, for other people in Australia or anywhere else in the world, we actually are trying to organize an AV team so we can stream the entire event around the world. We have lots of presentations, we have uh, panel discussions and also a pitch competition. So if you have a really cool idea That you want to start building, or you already have started building on Cardano, and you could potentially want some funding for it. I don't know where the money is coming from. I well, actually, I do, but I can't announce it. But if you are interested in that, we are holding a pitch comp. It's mainly for the people in the Asia Pacific region. So if you're in that region and you have a really cool idea, you want to start building it, and you want to pitch at this competition, you can get some potential funding or some some little reward from it. So it's, uh, it's a little incentive to actually submit your idea, submit your proposal for the pitch, and we can get that up and running in, in the little mini meetup that we're having. All right, now that is it for this podcast episode. Now, like I said, if you'd like to leave a rating or review and you absolutely love this show, please do leave us a rating review on the iTunes store. Please make sure it's a five-star rating review. We're trying to get that back up now. This podcast is for beginners. So if you've listened to the podcast episode to this point, hopefully you've gotten some value out of this and you absolutely love it. Please leave a comment, give us some feedback on the website, and we'd love to hear from you. You can join us on Discord as well. There are links to it on the website. You can get to it via the show notes at kadano.com.au slash EP024. You can get the links to everything that I've mentioned there and also contact us. So please, you know, reach out. We'd love to hear from you. But until next time, everyone, please keep those seed phrases safe and secure. Don't let anyone see them. All right, bye.
2: Yeah, yeah, gotta do it like that. You've been listening to the Learn Cardano Podcast. Gotta get it hype. Crypto is what we like. But this is not investment or financial advice. Gotta do your research, cause it's risky. We know it is. This show is educational and it's informative. Crypto's the future, really it ain't no debating. I-O-H-K, Emmerco, we're not affiliated. Not Cardano Foundation, we just gotta say it. A show that you can learn and it's for your entertainment. Yeah, you gotta check it. Don't wanna be missing that. You were tuned in to the Learn Cardano podcast. Yeah, giving insight. Ain't another show like this. When it comes to crypto, invest at your own risk. Might not be for everyone, but who it is for, we keep giving you some info and plenty more. Hey, yeah, the Learn Cardano podcast. Hey, yeah, the Learn Cardano podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Keep it locked right here. Let's go.